Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Hello, and welcome to the Embodied CEO podcast. I am super excited to have you with me today, and I'm even more excited to have this guest with me today, because not only is she an amazing dietitian, an amazing coach, but I also consider her a friend and a former client, technically still current client. But anyway, you guys are going to love her. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend Kylie before we go ahead and jump in. Kylie is a registered dietitian and the founder and owner of sports nutrition of the sports nutrition business, Fly Nutrition. She helps runners, triathletes, cyclists, and skiers. That's a mouthful, but it's all the right kind of people in her world. Learn to not only understand the why, but also the how behind fueling for performance. Her mission is to separate facts from fads in the nutrition space and work to provide easy nutrition solutions to help improve health and performance. I dig all of that. I'm on board, Kylie. I support. But in addition to running her business, Kylie is also a freelance writer writer with a book coming out, which I'm super excited. I can't wait to dive into that. But she also writes for Trail Runner Magazine, Women's Running and Outside Online. And in her free time, you will always, 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 judging by her Instagram, find her on a mountain with her husband and her two dogs, which I think she's a uh, little birdie told me it might be three dogs soon. I don't know if I'm letting that cat out of the bag here, hot dog out of the bag, but with her dogs somewhere outside in the mountains of Aspen, Colorado. And she also does a lot of activities with her dogs, which I'm going to let her talk about in just a second. But Kylie, thank you so much for being with me. I am excited to have you on the pod finally. Yeah, I'm so stoked. I feel like you've been a really great friend and mentor and colleague for a while. So to be able to be on your podcast is an honor. I feel like we had to, like it was like inevitable. At some point you and I had to have the conversations that we have offline online so we can record them for the masses or record them for the masses so you guys can all listen in. Before we move into like businessy stuff, tell me about the dogs and the obsession with the dogs because you and I connect on that so much because my dog is like my life. I just picked him back up today. You guys can't see him who are listening, but Kylie can see him right now. We were out, out of town for five days and I just picked him back up from his trainer where we board him and this dog has never been so excited in his whole life to see me. So you and I share the obsession with the dogs, but tell me where the dog stuff came from. Yeah, so... I have always been an animal lover. I was a pre-veterinary major, actually, and decided to go a different route with the nutrition, uh, sports nutrition route, instead of going into veterinary medicine. And actually, wasn't allowed to get a dog when I was growing up. My parents, we had cats. And then when I went off to college... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cats are the worst. For those of you listening, I'm sorry, but we will not get on the same page about cats. I am not a fan of the cats. I love that for those of you who are, but I am not. So I'm sorry, Kylie, <laughs> that you had a cat instead of a dog. I had a bird instead of a dog. My, my mom was the same. She's like, there will be no dogs, but here's a bird. And I was like, I'm sorry, what now? This is not the same thing at all. Yeah, but the funny thing is they got a dog when I went to college. <laughs> so it was like maybe it's because they understood that dogs become like children but cats don't do you know what i mean i mean i know they do for some people before y'all start sending me hate mail i know that cats become like kids for some people but i feel like for those of us who are true like dog people 
like the dogs are like our kids. And I don't mean that in a weird way because I have children also, but they're like our kids. So maybe that's why your parents were like, it's time for a dog now. Kids are gone. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I didn't even get a dog. Well, my first dog until I was, I guess I was 30 and over, like over 30 when I got Ellie, my Aussie, because with housing too, like rental market is insane. So we didn't, yeah. we weren't allowed to have animals in our rentals. And in Colorado, it's like, you're kind of screwed. If you have a pet and you're trying to find housing and you're renting, it can be like a freaking nightmare. I mean, everywhere is, but mountain towns, especially it's really bad. So, which is odd because mountain towns, I feel like is where a lot of people have those dogs. But anyway, you do amazing agility training with the dogs. How did you get started in that? Because I watched that and I'm like, I don't even have the energy to go up and down the stairs half the time. And you're doing that on top of all your personal mountain running. Yeah, I think, well, to be honest with you, I got into it because I had some, as you know, some health issues last year and I had to cut back on my running. And so I wanted to find some kind of other fun thing to do and figured why not try agility. And we have like a really beautiful outdoor field here in Colorado and a a trainer that does one-on-one lessons. We actually have lessons today, this afternoon. But it was great. And it actually ties in really well to this conversation because I started blocking out my afternoons on Tuesdays so that I could have agility with my dog and do something other than my business and also running. Which is amazing. And I love how that just came full circle without us trying to make that come full circle. But it goes back to what you and I have talked about so much offline and what I think originally connected us in the space where you and I met, and I'm going to tell that story in just a second, but this need for making people understand that a business shouldn't feel crushing, but instead a business should feel like, wait, I can carve time to actually go do the things that not only I enjoy, but that give me back my mental sanity so that it isn't I'm constantly taking out of the well, but I'm also refilling my well. But I want to circle back to how you and I met, because we actually met as peers in a mastermind with another mentor. And I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever even told you this, but I have to tell you when you first joined, because you joined like after, you know, this mastermind sort of had cohorts and we all kind of joined together. You kind of jumped in midway between these cohorts because you were in a different program and we're suddenly already making 10K a month with your one-on-one coaching. And usually the people that stepped into this mastermind were like, we would like to make 10K a month. We're on our way to making 10K a month. So there you were suddenly like two months after I was in this mastermind and this new person comes in. And my first thought, and my biz bestie, Brooke, you know her. And for those of you listening, you probably listened to season one. So you remember Brooke. Brooke and I saw you come in and we're like, who the fuck is this girl? And how is she already making 10K a month? Like we were like, what the fuck is she doing? And where's the secret? (laughs) Like you literally walked in and we're all going, why is she here? She's making 10K a month. But here we are two years later, right? You and I, like, I want to talk about that journey. We both, you and I very quickly realized that we had built businesses that yes, were making a good amount of money, but they also felt like they were freaking crushing us like minute by minute. How did you feel at that point in your business when you're like, yeah, I'm making 10K a month, but like what was happening behind the scenes, one-on-one clients, your time, your energy, talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah. I had like no idea what I was doing running, starting my business. I started it right out of my dietetic internship, which most people thought I was nuts, but I did not know what I was doing, did all my own research, like got my website going and just started making networking and making connections, which honestly, I I still do that today. So it's great. 
But then I did get a bunch of like a high influx of clients and I felt like I didn't have the uh, organization or infrastructure to like run my business efficiently. (laughs) So I was just kind of like hanging on and like operating on a week by week basis, hanging on. And so I joined the mastermind to kind of get some, I felt like it might provide me with some structure and systems and processes. And it did. But at the same time, it also like still perpetuated the needing more client idea. And maybe um, for me, that wasn't the best approach, I don't think. (laughs) You know, I think for a lot of people, it seems like a really tempting approach because more clients equal more money, right? So in the beginning, we're all like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm getting all these clients until suddenly you get all these clients. And now you're like, where do I put all these clients? What do I do with all these clients? And circling back to the dogs, there is no four hour agility training block in the afternoon when you're suddenly finding yourself with like 40 one-on-one clients. How many did you have at your like highest number of one-on-one clients? Do you (laughs) know? Embarrassing to talk about this. No, I did have like 41 clients at one time. (laughs) You and I were in the same boat. I I remember distinctly when I hired Rachel, I was somewhere at like 36, 38 one-on-one clients with a wait list. Like I finally was smart enough to put a wait list in place. But then I was like, constantly stressed about, but I need to help these people. How do I help these people? Where do I put these people? And just because they were on a wait list didn't mean my mind wasn't dealing with them already, right? Like, so in the end, we both had 40-some one-on-one clients. If you look, like when you look back at your business then, and you describe how you felt in your business versus how you feel in your business now, and we're going to kind of walk through the story in just a second to, to talk about how you got there, but what's the difference in feeling between Kylie's business two years ago versus now? I feel like it is more organized less chaotic it's streamlined and then I just feel like I have a better direction as well and that's kind of in part due to your mentorship and programs too because I feel like there was a lot that I didn't know and a lot I did not learn in that mastermind and stepping into your mastermind and also your programs has given me a lot of um, skills and has furthered my direction for my business and just made everything a lot less chaotic. I mean, the chaotic word is, is what sticks out the most because it felt chaotic at the time. I actually really like that. I want to, I want to talk about that point for just a second, because I think we all think like, you know, we watch businesses from the outside that start at zero and they start growing to something significant, right? And there's so many, especially dietitians that are out there going, man, I would give anything to get to those $10,000 months. To which I always say, very careful what you wish for, because sometimes it feels like you have given everything to get to those $10,000 a month. But we don't ever really talk about how when it does take off, because for some of us, it very quickly takes off when we start doing one-on-one client work, right? Like you and I were both in that boat. But we don't often talk about, because we're just supposed to be excited and happy that it's $10,000 a month or month or $15,000 or whatever it is. But we don't often stop to talk about dude, it was freaking exhausting. Like it was getting up in the morning and very first thing you did was deal with client stuff. And then you saw, you know, nine clients a day and then you sat down at night to get ready for the 10 clients tomorrow and lather, rinse, repeat and somewhere in their discovery calls and somewhere in their more content and somewhere in a, like, I love that you just use the word chaotic because I think that's the perfect descriptor of the reality of when it first starts taking off and you are confronted with all these people want a piece of me and I desperately want to help them all, but I am drowning in my business. Did you feel like that? Like you were drowning in your business? Oh yeah, for sure. It's hard though. Cause then you're like, Oh, but like, this is my baby. Like it's like, you think it's successful, but then there, 
you know, what's your definition of success? And we've also had conversations about like, what is the purpose of you having this business if you don't have the time to kind of do the things that you want to do? I mean, for me, I think similarly to you, I want to have that freedom to kind of have flexibility with my schedule and then be able to travel and do other things. And so honestly, I'm still working towards that. I feel like I'm not quite there yet, but it's a work in progress. (laughs) So you have made leaps and bounds from your business two years ago to your business today. You actually sent me a message yesterday, I believe it was, where you said, I have one client on my schedule today and I thought of you and you'd be so proud. Do you remember that message that you just sent me? Like when you first decided to join my mastermind, why did you decide that that was the direction you were going to go? That you wanted to join what I was doing in my mastermind? Like what was enticing in your brain knowing you came from this business that was already making good money? but recognizing that you weren't actually able to utilize your time. What made the shift and what made you join that? I mean, (laughs) I know I speak highly of you, but it's on purpose because I feel like you embody what I really want my business to be like. And and I feel like you have a lot of the knowledge and skills to be able to get myself and other people to that place. And so when you said that you, I had always thought in the other mastermind we were in, I was like, why is Kirsten not doing this? (laughs) Because you just had so much great advice. And whenever you announced that you were starting this mastermind and, and also doing your programs, I was like, you know, I feel like I connect with Kirsten really well. And I want to learn everything that I can from her to be able to advance my business and get to a good place with it. You know what I love about you the most with, uh, besides the fact that you speak highly of me, I appreciate that actually. <laughs> besides that part, what I love about you the most as a business person is that you're that person that's going to see something, decide that that is for you, and then you're going to go all in and you're going to go execute, right? And you're going to execute and, and shift and make it your own and continue with it, even if you don't immediately see the shift, because you and I have been through that route too, right? Where we put some things in place and you're like, it's not working, it's not working. And I'm like, it will work, be patient which is hard, right? But you're that person who buckles down and maybe that's the endurance athlete in you because this is how endurance athletes function, right? It's like, give me a target. And even though it takes a really long time, I'm like, damn it, I'm going to get to that target. What do you think that is about you that made you see that that change or that shift finish line and decide to just, I'm just going to go do it. But it, part of me, I guess I've already answered my own question because part of it, I think is you just said it earlier, you started a business directly out of college <laughs> where most people would be like, what are you doing? That makes no sense. You need experience. You need mentors. You need blah, 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 but you didn't. Why do you think that you were so like, I'm going to do exactly what I want to go do and I'm just going to trust this process and here we are? Well, I kind of think that I, <laughs> sorry, I keep relating it to you, but I actually do relate to you on a lot of different levels and especially on the level where like, I've never actually felt like I fit into a certain box or I don't want to fit into a certain box. So whenever I was in my dietetic internship, everyone's, you know, clinical jobs and all that. And that's great. Like we need those jobs, but I knew that I did not want to do that. And so I was like, I don't care what I have to do. I'm getting my business to be a successful business and I'm just going to figure it out along the way. And I think For me, if I see something that I know is going to make a huge difference in uh, my overall like life and business and where I want it to be, then I'm going to go all in on that, you know? And so I, I, 
maybe I should put more thought into things, but I don't know. <laughs> I well, I'm having you know articulating that. But. <laughs> no, but that made perfect sense, and you know that my manifestor energy is going to be like, no, you need to go with your gut because in my in my life experience, that's always been the path to go, right? And you just said it yourself. So many of us don't feel like we fit into that box. Like I never, I went through all of my rotations in my internship, and I was like, that's interesting, but that's not for me. That's interesting, but that's not for me, right? Like that was me in pretty much every single rotation. With the exception of the rotation, that was there were two. It was a corporate wellness nutrition and it was sports nutrition, and those were the rotations. I'm like, yep, I can do that. Yep, I love that. Right, like that was my mind already knew that. So I think there's many of us who see those things about ourselves, but there aren't many of us who then just say, "I'm just going to go for it" because it doesn't feel safe, right? And I know everybody listening. Uh, we talk a lot about the mindset stuff, but I know everybody listening always wants like the tangible things. So let's dig into that a little bit because you had a business. That was one-on-one coaching. It was making good money. You were very successful. People love you because you're really good at what you do, of course. And then you shifted to getting to a place where you are now, and you acknowledged it's a work in progress, but getting to a place where you are now, where you have significantly less one-on-one, in my opinion, you still have too many, but that's between you and I. But anyway, that's me as your mentor. But anyway, the point is you're seeing less one-on-one clients and you have some evergreen stuff in place. What are the steps that you remember that you are not kind of the things we put in place through your time in coaching with me to start on that path to getting away from one-on-one clients as your sole income source and getting some of your time back? Well, I think a big thing for me was the realization that I had to reduce one-on-one and take maybe a dip in income to be able to have these other options. And then... The other thing was figuring out what I felt like, and I'm still figuring that out, but like figuring out what I feel like is a good fit for my business in regards to, you know, do we do single classes or a membership or groups or what is, what does that look like? And I think for me, I've tried a bunch of different things too, to try to see like what options I think our audience is going to connect with the most. And so I've been able to experiment with those different options. And you really helped with the, for me, the sales piece has always been a little bit challenging with making that shift from like selling one-on-one coaching to Mm -hmm. selling programs and classes and that sort of thing. And so you've really helped shift the language that I'm using and how I'm selling things. And then also the money mindset, which you have an upcoming program on which I'm super excited about but that for me like I I've always struggled a little bit with that with my money mindset the sales piece and so you helped me organize the programs how to launch and sell and and then you know I've gone from there and kind of experimented with the process in my own way to figure out what was going to work for my business I love what you just said about experimenting because this is, I literally just got done posting a series of stories on Instagram about this. I think people look at somebody who is successful in their business and then they go, I should just replicate what they're doing. That will make me successful too, right? And there's two issues with that. One, there's no guarantee that that would make the second person successful because just because it works for one person doesn't mean it works for the other, right? Like some of us are good at running. Somebody else may not be good at running and but be an amazing ice skater, right? Like we're not all the same. But the second piece of it, you might hate it. Even if you're successful at it, you might hate it. The goal of creating a business, in my opinion, and this is what this is what I harp on with every single one of my clients, whether it's one-on-one or one of my group clients or whatever, 
you have to build whatever you are passionate about and what works in your business. And that means sometimes trying a bunch of shit and cutting your losses when it doesn't work and being okay with that and not internalizing that as failure. Because I think we also tend to look at it and go, well, I tried all the things and none of them are working. Well, is that really true? Like, have you actually tried them in a way that they work in your business? And have you actually looked at them and said, these are the ones that I want to put my effort into and here's where I want to do more work. And that one, I actually hated. Therefore, I didn't talk about it the way that I should have talked about it because I hated it. So instead I'm going over here, but just the willingness of shifting and changing and experimenting to land on something that perfectly encompasses who you are, which brings me back to what I always say, our business needs to be an extension of ourselves. Otherwise, it's going to feel hard. And it shouldn't feel hard all the time, which is not to say that being an entrepreneur isn't freaking hard. It is. And there are always ups and downs. But you also said something a second ago, which I want to point out, that they're very often when we're going from one-on-one to one-to-many offers is going to be an income dip. And at the same time as there's an income dip, there's probably an increase in workload because you're creating things that will later give you more income. That's a really stupid situation for a lot of people to get their head around because it's really annoying. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to be working more while making less. That is the opposite of what I'm here for, right? But it's a temporary because that's the reality of we have to create the things that we can then birth into the world to bring us passive income. And in order to do that, we have to free up time. How do we free up time? We get rid of some of our one-on-ones, which are our highest paying clients, which means there's an income dip. But you just kind of got to weather that storm so you can come out the other side, right? Oh, yeah. And again, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out what makes the most sense for my business. Uh, Like right now, we're not offering anything else besides 101 in August because I have a co-dietitian and she's going to be in Europe for three weeks. So I you know, don't want to have that additional workload. And so I like the fact that I can make that choice. Like we're not offering anything this month and that's fine and focus on one-on-one, be okay. And then this fall, we have a couple other things that we want to release. So I like the freedom to be able to choose as well. There's my favorite word, my very favorite word in business. Like why are we in business as entrepreneurs? So we have freedom to not sit in a cubicle or in a hospital room or whatever from eight to five doing things that we don't actually love doing. Like this month, I feel like doing this next month. The circumstances are different. So I'm going to go do that. If you can't do that with your business, why are we even doing our business? You know what I mean? Like to me, that is the absolute epitome of we have created a business that is successful money aside. Do I have the freedom to like, I just came back from a five day trip where I did not touch my laptop, like hand to God, did not touch my laptop, brought it with me. My husband brought his, we both got to the hotel room, both laptops went into the safe and they came out of the safe when we went back home. We had them because we're like, yeah, we might want to do, we didn't touch anything. I want a business where I have that freedom and I still made money while I was gone and things were still running and my team was still doing its thing, right? That's what we're after. And that is a journey that sometimes requires doing some uncomfortable pivots because we might already be in a spot like you were two years ago where you're already making 10K a month, but you hate it and you're not doing it in a way to where you have the freedom to do anything. I want to shift directions a little bit because I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, how was she already making 10K a month before she got into any of these things? But you do this thing, which I think you're so brilliant at that that I don't think a lot of people recognize is the like the vital sticking point of having successful business, in my opinion, you do this thing that you've always kind of done from the start, you have built a recognizable brand. And you touched on it earlier, where you said that you went out and you networked, right? 
you became visible and you became connected to what you do. You created a brand in person and online. You have created this brand from the beginning. For those of you who don't know, go to Fly Nutrition's Instagram and you will see this and scroll back a little bit. You have always visually been so recognizable in your online brand and then going out and in person doing all of your networking. And because you put yourself out there and you're doing all the freelance writing, you became synonymous with mountain endurance sports. That's kind of like who you became, right? What do you think, was that an initial like conscious thing that you did that you're like, I'm after establishing this brand or was that genuinely just, this is who I am and I'm just going to talk a whole lot about what I do and who I am? (laughs) I wish I could say it was a conscious thing, but it wasn't. (laughs) So I went out and decided to put myself out there. And, And for me, actually, I'm an extroverted introvert. So I've kind of forced myself or taught myself to be able to put myself out there, which has taken some time. But I, I decided I, I, again, I'm the type of person that when I put my mind to something, I'm like, I have to figure out how I'm going to make this work. So I just decided that I was going to put that message and energy out there. And, and I do think like having a good solid mission statement and what you're about and and having you know a purpose and direction for your business is a good idea which then you can leverage off of that and and use that to network but at the same time I when I first started I definitely did not have the most direction in what I was doing but I actually love that more because that's the thing that sometimes I try to teach people to unlearn all the rules and logistics that they've put in place for how to present themselves and just go back to like Who are you? What do you want to say? What's on your brain? Just say that thing and put it out in the world. And that's sometimes really, really hard for people because they want to present a branded packaged version. And you and I have had this conversation a lot, especially when you shifted from one-on-one to selling more programs. And you mentioned it earlier, we kind of tweaked your sales messages where, you know, I at one point, I remember adamantly was saying to you, I need you to say the stuff that's in your brain and just go out and say it. And you now call it your unhinged version of yourself, which I freaking love. Tell everyone what you mean by that and like how you finally got to that place where your brand now is your unhinged version of yourself. Yeah, I mean, I made that shift. So I my brand for a while was very like infographic based. And then that only, I feel like that only got me so far. And I was having some wobbles I felt like that I didn't like that much and last year I remember just having this conversation with you and we talked about the uh just saying whatever was on our mind and and both of us I think are really good at that and so I was like why can't I just make this into some posts and so I started doing that as part of my posts on my um feed along with some branding photos and and I feel like it totally shifted my business and my clientele and I might not maybe gain as many followers but at the same time like you've said connecting with the people that are in your audience I get a lot more messages saying like I really resonate with what you said in that post or emails or applications even like if we post a certain thing that resonates with someone like even yesterday we just got like a bunch of applications because of a certain post that I made and I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting that, but it's like, I don't even do the call outs anymore. Like, Hey, we have this many spots available. Like I don't do that in my posts. 
I might occasionally do it in a story, but not in the post. And I feel like that's totally shifted my business and my, and my sales even. And the most beautiful part of all of that is that it's literally just you translated into Instagram. It's not you trying to be controversial or you trying to go out there and go, what is the most disruptive thing that I can say? So somebody will be, you know, poked enough that they're going to message me and therefore my engagement goes up. There's like, like you said earlier, there's zero strategy to that. The strategy, quote unquote, is simply you saying the things that you actually think and feel about the subject matter about which you're passionate that you decided to start a coaching business on. And you just go out there and you say it and you just do the thing. And people are like, dude, that like, I feel called out. That resonates with me so much. I feel so seen because in the end, people are just people and people connect to people and people don't connect to the infographic. People follow the infographic to save the infographic because it's information but they're not going to message the infographic and say, can you help me? (laughs) They're going to message the human who just said the thing that really landed with them. And that's who they want to have help from. I just wanted to add, like, I feel like that was a huge thing that I learned from you, even though it's like not necessarily something that can be taught, I feel like, but at the same time, I can tell if I am not speaking from the way that, you know, I I would want to speak directly to maybe a client, just be honest with them. I can tell the difference that it makes in, especially with the launching of a program or a masterclass and trying to sell that in stories, it makes a huge difference. And so that has been one of the biggest things that I've, that I've learned from you and gotten from you is, is how to make that shift. And it it seriously is like (laughs) game changing. (laughs) I love that. And I love it the most because it's not, like you said, it's not something that can be taught other than be you, right? Like it comes down to be you. And that is the hardest freaking thing for so many people to do because they're trying so hard to stay within strategy or within the, you know, seven pillars, steps of whatever blueprint their coach tried to shove down their throat when in the end it's like, no, no. You connect with your client when your client understands who you are, why you give a shit about this thing, how you feel about it, and how it's going to be being in the same space with you for four or six or 12 months of coaching. That's what connects with people, right? And I love that that just is something that kind of evolved with you in that process. But I think especially once like we really nailed down on it, you and I in our coaching, when you got to the point where you're like, okay, we need passive income. We need to start creating some things that are passive revenue with one to many offers and then selling those. And like you said, it's a very different sale than when you're on a one-on-one discovery call with a one-on-one coaching client. This is a, you're talking to the masses and what makes you stand out. What makes you stand out is you being you because there's only one version of you. So I love I love your unhinged version of Kylie. It's my favorite because it's it just, it lands with people. Looking back at the last, I don't know, three years or however long your business has been in the making now, what do you think has been the one hardest thing of that journey to gaining your time back? I would say the financial aspect, (laughs) trying to figure out where I feel comfortable at client-wise, like roster-wise, and then also income-wise, and then having the confidence to shift my pricing for one-on-one coaching and programs and, and mastermind. Like I did my own mastermind thing, and it was just, it's been very difficult the money aspect of things is very difficult for me. (laughs) And I think it's just from where I come from, uh, how I was raised, how I grew up. And that's why I'm really excited about your upcoming program, because I think that I, 
I am always going to be working through some of those mental shifts around money and what my worth is and, and all of that. I mean, I even will ask my co-dietitian, like, what do you think this is worth? And like, oftentimes she'll say more than what I originally have it priced at. So it's like, I still, I know that I still struggle with that. And it's something I'm working through with your programs and also my therapist. Therapy's great too. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy's great. I'm a huge fan of therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. I, I can name five people right now who I know that should be in therapy and aren't, but that's for a different podcast. But um, no, I actually love that you brought that up because I feel like money is such a sticking thing. And just just being on here and we're having a conversation right now, you and I, for the masses to hear, right, about like money and things we're working through. Like if I had done that 10 years ago, first of all, the embarrassment I would have died of in front of my parents possibly hearing that would have been insane because I wouldn't have been able to handle that because that was a topic that wasn't openly discussed in my house, right? Like money was just a thing that people made, but you don't ask people how much or for what or how they manage it or whatever. And the problem with that, the result of that is people like you and I grow up going, oh, well, what the hell do I do with this now? How do I do this? Where do I feel comfortable? Why does this stress me out so much? How much should I be putting over here? How much is okay to charge for this? What if somebody rejects what I want to charge for? Does that make me a bad person? Does that mean I have to change all the things? There's so many thoughts wrapped up in money. And in the end, entrepreneurship, yes, we, entrepreneurship, we talk about you know freedom and choice, but in the end, it's money. Nobody starts a business and says... I don't care if I make money. Hi, that's not a business. That's a hobby, right? So like in the end, if we can't manage money in that process, all the freedom in the world doesn't mean anything if you can't sustain the business and if there isn't enough money flowing in and out to where you're comfortable. So um, I think that I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a huge piece for those of us in coaching specifically, because most of us don't have an education background in business. Most of us have an education background in whatever we're the subject matter expert on, right? You and I are both dietitians, whether you are a dietitian or a, you know, Pilates instructor, or you're a life coach, or you're a veterinarian, like you were, you know, pre-vet, whatever it is that you are, that's what you're the subject matter expert on. But most of us aren't trained in the business pieces of things, which includes the fiscal piece. And that, and, and even when we do learn fiscal stuff, it's usually the tangible stuff only. It's the like, here's what a 401k is. Here's what an IRA does, right? Those are important. And we will be covering, covering those in your big money era that will be in there. But the part that we don't talk about is the money mindset and what it actually does to us with holding us back in our business and holding us back with choices that we make in our lives because we're not comfortable even discussing or touching on these subjects because we have that baggage to deal with. That's such a huge passion piece of mine. And I'm, I'm really glad that that is a recognition that came through to you of this is a work in progress where I'm continuously shifting so that I can better utilize what I'm doing in my business. That's huge. Okay. We're going to end in just a second with a rapid fire question round. So I'm just going to throw some things at you. But before that, I want you to tell everyone, what are you kind of doing right now on this journey in business ownership to continuously grow and improve as a coach, as a business owner yourself? Like, what do you plug into? What makes you feel like I'm continuously moving forward in my business? Figuring out where I need to outsource. So I just hired email marketing and they've been a huge help over the last couple of months. So at first I was like, I don't know, like if I need this or if it's going to help and it's made a huge difference in my business. And it was you know, Are you seeing an ROI? Are you seeing conversion from your email marketing? Now, now I am. At first I was like, oh, like I'm not seeing an ROI and this is kind of a big investment, but now yeah. I am and I'm really excited about that. So good. that's one thing. And then I'm always plugged into your loop programs, which are helpful. Like 
even if it's something where I feel like I have worked on it already, there's always something new to learn. And then I have been doing some additional like functional gut health classes and things like that to kind of perfect uh, progress my own knowledge and, and business in general. Cause I really, I found that like, Oh, I really like the gut health space and I want to learn more about that. And so trying to invest in things that make sense for my business and the direction that I want to go with my business and then having mentors too in not only business, but like I've got a mentor in the eating disorder space and then colleagues uh like some other sports dietitians that we have like text chains and we'll connect in that way because sometimes online business you know like having your other colleagues to connect with can be a really great way to just not feel lonely and also you know bounce ideas off of each other so I have some colleagues that I keep in contact with regularly which is I think that's maybe an overlooked uh part of online business, I think you should have people that you, you know, stay in contact with. 100%. I agree. And I feel like for so many of us, those kind of things were birthed out of being in a space where we, you know, all plugged into beforehand individually, we didn't even know each other. Like some of my best friends that I've made have come out of masterminds. And I still like even I'm even to this day, I'm constantly in masterminds and have connected with so many different women's in different parts of entrepreneurship, whether that's fellow dietitians for the nutrition business, or, you know, other other coaches and other formats. But I think that's a huge piece, like you said, that is overlooked where we have a massive resource directly at our fingertips, but we need to plug into it and rely on each other. All right. We're going to, we're going to end with a couple of rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yep. Favorite food? Ice cream or peanut butter? There's two. Ooh, did not, sorry. <laughs> did not know that. Okay. Biggest nutrition pet peeve as a professional? Oh gosh. I have so many of these. I think the low carb, high fat thing drives me the most insane right now, but that's because I see it so much in the space that I'm in. Yeah, that's a good one. The next question is kind of irrelevant, but I'll ask it anyway. Dogs or cats? Dogs. (laughs) Early mornings or late nights? Late nights. I hate early mornings. We're the opposite here because I... I You and I are the opposite there. Yes, that is absolutely (laughs) true. Favorite vacation spot you've ever been to? Nepal. Ooh, that's a good one. But that's mountain. That makes sense for you. When, when were you in Nepal? When did I know this? That was in 20. That was actually in 2018, right after my dietetic internship. My husband and I went for a month. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. This is the life people live when they don't have children at home. Dang it. Love my kids. Hi, kids. If you're listening, love you. Last question. What advice would you give a fellow online coach who's currently struggling in their business? I would say... I personally say invest in the health that you need versus trying to figure it out alone. It might be tough to kind of make that leap at first, especially if you feel like you're not making money or, you know, something is not working. But at the same time, I found that any time that I've made that leap, I've never regretted uh, doing that. Even in certain spaces that I've been in in the past where it hasn't been always what I expected it to be. There's always something that you can take away from that experience and and use it to help your help grow your business or turn things around. Because I feel like if you try to continue to do it on your own, it's you're you're missing that outside perspective. Yeah, missing outside perspective, but I feel like sometimes you're digging the hole deeper, right? And you're wasting massive amounts of time and time is one thing that you cannot get back. Money can be made again. Time cannot be gotten back. 
Amazing. Kylie, tell everyone how they can connect with you. Where can they find you? What's happening in your business? What's the tea on where to connect with you? Yeah, Fly Nutrition 3 on our Instagram. And then our website is flynutrition.org. And we, again, a lot of endurance athletes and eating disorders, Red S. Um, we do a lot of work in, in that space. And then if you're wanting to learn more about certain endurance sports topics, check out my trail runner or outside magazine articles. Those are fun to write every, I do one a month of those. So I didn't know they were that often, but they were super fun read also. So not just fun for you to to write. They're a very interesting read as well. So you guys check those out. If you have not connected with Kylie, she is awesome people, regardless of the nutrition piece. She's just a really solid human. I am blessed to know you. And I'm very grateful that you were here with us today. So thank you for being the guest on the podcast with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I I really appreciate this. Of course. For the rest of you, uh, lots of stuff happening this fall. You guys know the loop is always available. The loop is closed for enrollment from August 15th through the end of September because we're changing some things. So if you need any info, message me on that. But you heard Kylie say it earlier. The loop is where you get all of the things. You get all the programs, everything you need to know as your business incubator. That is the space to be. We have lots and lots of amazing things coming up for the remainder of this business year. I'm actually really, really excited because we have some big programs happening that tie things together that I've wanted to talk about for a very long time. So check that out. Message me if you need anything. And then also the mastermind. I want you guys to not forget about the mastermind because enrollment is now open continuously. Join me whenever. But this is the space that Kylie and I were saying earlier, we met in a mastermind, but it is also the space where you connect with other professionals and other people in your exact space that end up becoming your support network. If you've never been in a mastermind, you have missed probably the biggest opportunity, in my opinion, for growing a business because my quantum leaps, every single one of them has come directly as a result of or immediately on the heels of a mastermind. And if you've been in a mastermind, you know that your butt belongs back into a mastermind because that is where you will continue to grow. So message me with all the things you guys know where to find me and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at the Kirsten Screen. My DMs are always open, so drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the Embodied CEO podcast. And now go out there and take some action.